and welcome. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This is Only Stupid Answers, the best thing podcast you can put your moist... You're welcome. ...little ears into your host today, as always, and forever, but today also, are Sam and DJ, DJ yes. Woldridge. That's me. You can find me. Everywhere comic books are sold at DJ Talks Trash. There you go. I'm at Sam Basher. Everywhere that matters. Right before this, there are a lot of technical errors because we're live streaming <laughs> this to Patreon. Shout out. But also we did our, an episode of our new show, Oh, That's AWW, standing for Anime We Watch. We're taking a dive into the anime genre this summer. We watched My Hero Academia along with our patrons. Yes. And we had Emma Fife on to uh, review the first seven episodes of season one with us and I'll give you this much as a hint. I really dug it and I watched the whole first season. And mm-hmm. so I'm... In a day. No, a, a little bit. Kind of, yeah. A little bit. I only watched two episodes the day before and the next day I finished all of it. So you do that math. I won't. Um, I, had a, I had a blast with it and we really enjoyed it. And Emma is a delight and she has an encyclopedic knowledge about this series and had gave us many recommendations for other series and movies to check out so make sure you're subscribed to our patreon and right now there is a supercharged 15 dollars tier where you can actually join us on the show we had danny m danny boy and kevin cage 96 on mm-hmm. discord join us as well as by getting in the raffle to be a guest on the show yes you also get in the raffle to win some merch we're gonna be doing throughout the series so if you like anime or you're interested in just getting some recommendations because this is all new for us yeah uh, sure is. we're getting thrown in the deep end uh make sure you go ahead and uh subscribe now before the special offer is over we should have asked that because that would also have been funny what's the worst anime to start with there you go it's like the the, mo- the densest the most like you got to be into it mm-hmm. to to get what's happening oh yeah there's definitely some slice of life ones that are like two minutes a piece and you're like mm, what <laughs> and best, I bet you it has the same amount of like catch up it happens in yeah. all the rest of the animes. Well, yuck. But there is a lot in My Hero Academia that we like. And there's a lot that we liked in Spider-Man Far From Home, the 23rd installment of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Boy, that howdy. Correct. That's a lot of That's a lot of cheddar. That's a mm-hmm. lot of movies. Yeah. That's a lot of Spider-Man films. And this joke's been told to death, but it's the third installment in the Spider-Man 2 franchise. And... Um, <laughs> Yes, we have a lot. We have a lot of thoughts on it. Actually, last episode yeah. we had uh, Laura Siricool. Siricool, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go. And because I, I messed up her name during the podcast, so the rest of the week I was practicing by myself because <laughs> it, was an, it was an embarrassment. It's time for um, redemption. No, I, and I, I think I nailed it. Yep. I, think I did pretty well. But yes, yeah, so you can go check out our spoiler-filled discussion, especially of the post-credit scenes that we got in that film on last week's episode. You can find that at onlystupidanswers.com, which is pretty cool. And uh, yeah, but today we wanted to take a little dip dive. Duck. Uh, dip, 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 what dive. are the five D's in dodgeball? Duck, dodge, dip, dive, and dodge. I gotta say, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, Rip Torn, mm-hmm. God rest his soul, passed this week. Um, and a lot of people were sending the love. And I wanted to post the, I couldn't find the gif of it, the scene in Dodgeball where he talks about, he's like, uh, uh, what's it like? Do I need to drink my own my own urine? No, but it's sterile and I like the taste. It's crazy because in my brain I knew that was like that. Way I and knew that and was. What and you're I think people of. would think of me as like trying to rip on them. It's like I actually genuinely find that funny. Like I, it's one of it's one of my favorite. Like because it's insane and only Rip Torn could deliver it in a way that you're like, yeah, maybe that guy does. To give you a, a little levity, yeah. I think you could have because what I found out on that day was. A clip from a movie called. Ooh, I have the clip. I have the name here. Also, I wish that was the name of the movie. Ooh. Ooh. No, that's the name. Oh, that's oh, yeah. the name of our show. <laughs> yes. No, this is from a movie called. 
called? Um, or the, this clip is called The Maidstone Brawl. I believe the mm. film is called Maidstone. Yeah. It's a clip of Rip Torn and Norm, Norman Mailer. Okay. Now, the movie was pretty subpar. It was not mm. received well. But yeah. Rip Torn played a supporting character in this movie. And at one point, he has to fight the main character played by Norman Mailer. Yeah. Now, during the scene that they were going to film, the mm-hmm. cameras are up. It's in this field. And all of a sudden, Rip Torn grabs a real hammer and smacks the lead actor in the head with it. And he starts bleeding. He's like, what the hell are you doing? And he's like, Mailer, I don't want to hurt you, but I have to kill your character. And then he, he goes after him and he starts like throttling him and choking him. And the other guy bit a chunk out of Rip Torn's ear. It's it, like two... His, two the 88 years old for yeah. Rip Torn there's a chunk of his ear missing because of this clip if you watch it it is the actual brawl that was left in the movie and basically any review I read online of this film it's pretty lackluster but this part is the most interesting yeah. and you can hear them calling each other their real names and he's like stop like Mailer's like begging him to stop he's like no I gotta do this this is for the role yeah, I... and the, the wife of Mailer was like what are you doing what's happening she ran on the set and started beating Rip Torn to get him off and then Rip is like he's like kind of like Wide-eyed and looking around, he's like, "Hey, man, I, you know, I don't, you know, I had to do it for the role, you know, I just had to do it." And like, they, like Mailer's kids are there, like screaming and crying. You're like, "Wow, this is this is bad. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. super." You know what? I'll get. I'll, my verdict is this is really, really bad. That happened, and then a lot of people were also posting about that time he broke into a bank. So you yes. know, overall, people were being a little easy breezy with, yeah, yeah, his, yeah. with his passing yeah 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 it's it's fair i think it's fair my my go-to's i know people a lot of people brought up the larry sanders show and i've heard good things have not seen it myself Me so my go-to's for rip torn are dodgeball film classic dodgeball I actually do genuinely enjoy dodgeball yeah. also of course men in black yeah him but and Tommy Lee Jones are great men in black. Both of those are very good examples of top tier Rip Torn. Mm-hmm. Top tier Rip Torn. The, the gentleman's name was Rip Torn. What did you expect? Yeah. All right. He's a bit of a loose cannon. Really good joke from <laughs> it's Barry. It's a good way of describing it. Barry, um, Henry Winkler's character. Um, what am I blanking on this? Oh, Cousineau. Cousineau. He was like, yeah, like my old roommate, Rip Torn. Like, and he gave him like he gave him like a crazy present. There was a there was a good Rip Torn joke that yeah. they got in Barry. So if you wanted another, there's a great show. To so watch speaking Barry. of great shows, we like to uh, check up on what we're into. Like Sam said today, we're going to be diving into what if with Spider-Man: Far From Home, how things could have played out differently, not necessarily better, but differently, um, and what that could have meant for this movie and the MCU. But first. Sam, what were you into this week? Uh, Second Coming. We didn't do a yeah. pro- our, our comic book review show this week because I was a little anxious about how the anime show went. It went well. Yes. So so keep an eye out for comic book show on the on the Patreon if you guys enjoy that. Let us know if you do, too. We don't hear from you a lot about that. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys don't care about it, that's a really easy indicator to not do a show anymore, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Second Coming is, uh, let me get, go ahead and get the creators. Written by Mark Russell. Written by but Mark Russell. The art was very impressive Published as well. Published by Ahoy Comics. Uh, and who, finally, they put it to Comixology. It was a it was a Comixology submitted. Yeah. So it wasn't like, Ahoy, I guess, doesn't have like an, an easy distribution yeah. to that to that platform. Um, uh Paul, no, Richard Pace is the artist on that. There's a lot of very impressive creators on this. Second Coming, for people who aren't familiar, was supposed to be a new a book on the Vertigo imprint when they relaunched a couple Last years year? ago. But yeah. Like, yeah, they, not yeah, relaunched. Yeah. It was like a light, it was a light push again. Uh, yeah, I think relaunch is a good way of phrasing it. They, they've been dormant for a minute. They have, but they have been putting out some consistent comics and a few other issues. It's, it's yeah. but it overall been dormant. This is a big push. And recently, you guys probably saw on the news, they, they scuttled Vertigo for a new title. Anyways, Vertigo went all over the place. But during this relaunch, Second Coming 
uh, got scuttled because a lot of criticism because the story revolves around Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. his second coming, uh, being paired with a mentor who is basically Superman. Yeah, or this, Superman's an, I, an IP safe mm-hmm. Superman. Um, and because God, which I ended up being a blessing since it got because they probably could have used Superman and Vertigo, mm-hmm. and, but th- now that it was called, thankfully, it was not Superman. And um, they, it's a basically God for when Jesus comes back, he wants Jesus to kind of toughen up a little bit and yeah. see the world how it is. Um, so he gives him to Superman because he's like, man, this guy rules. Like, yeah. you know, look at this guy. He's like, all oh, the muscles and mm-hmm. American. He's great. And uh, the this comic is hilarious. Yeah. It is a little irreverent, I'd say, but like it's fair, but not like, not really. It's not. It's it's a respectful like look at it. There's uh, some teases, uh, yeah. I think, but not at organized religion, but the idea of a deity, um, especially uh, like a solo deity. The one of the best just frames in the book is you see uh, uh, it's like God. It's like Jesus noting writing down what like God's entire like life, and so God's like he created the universe and he got kind of lonely, so he made people and uh, and it didn't go so well. And the first shot you see of two naked people and a giant like smoky face of God popping up screaming do not be afraid and it's like you see them cowering yeah. and he's like and for and, and he's like God didn't really realize that when you create people to be your friends it's hard to expect them also to worship you yeah. um, and you get a, a good joke where it's like he gives them anything they want he gives them uh, a garden and then for some reason he put two trees and he said mm-hmm. don't go to those and you're like hmm that seems <laughs> that's overall seems like a confusing decision. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you see how God quickly ends up disliking humanity. And mm-hmm. I like there's a comparison in that book to saying that maybe that's part of the stuff he doesn't like in himself because mm-hmm. God is supposed to be ref- we're supposed to be a reflection of God mm-hmm. in a lot of Judeo Christian yeah. uh, beliefs. And the visual the the concept behind the Superman character is very interesting, especially his look at violence. Yeah. And when he is pa- he's paired up by, with Jesus by the end of the book and it's a re I, there's a monologue from Jesus at the end of the book that I really enjoy. I think DC really whiffed it by by passing on this book because you mentioned off camera that like Preacher was yeah, a vertical Preacher book. was a vertical comic in the 90s mm-hmm. and this is like compared to that's what blows my mind 90s it was edgier it overall does, yeah, it was uh, it, it blows my mind that um, it doesn't blow my mind that there was a backlash at all because of course there was like what did you think was going to happen Passion of the Christ got and a it backlash. wasn't even that big a backlash it was like uh, one of those stupid online petitions that don't mean anything no. oh did you guys know petitions online don't mean anything yeah, they don't they don't mean anything and then they scuttled the book and it's like one not only is it fairly reverent to Jesus uh, as he's depicted in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, it's fairly reverent to the Superman character. Uh, uh, the only one that it kind of like his the God is kind of like aggro dad is like is like that that like you know like we do man stuff in this house. He's like that kind of that kind of character, and so yeah, I could see why people that are more fundamentalist in their beliefs would have issue with that. But if you compare it to something like Preacher, Jesus has an offspring that a, the best way to describe it is mentally handicapped. Like, that's stuff that happens in that story. Really? Yeah. Like, because they try to keep the bloodline pure, so they keep inbreeding them. And oh, because, so, like, Jesus has a kid? Yeah, yeah, Jesus okay, has okay. a kid. Like, it's it's Da Vinci Code type stuff. But then they keep they're trying to keep, the quote-unquote, the bloodline pure. Side note. Yeah. Did you read the Da Vinci Code or did you see the movie? I Neither. Oh, yeah, yeah, you I just skipped, remember. I just yeah. skipped over it, yeah. Book's okay. Yeah, 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 movie's not good. So there you go. Uh, you know what? I might have seen the movie. Honestly, and now you that I, think about, I might have seen the movie. But anyway, um, 
you, you compare this to anything in Preacher, you've got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is nothing. This is lightweight stuff. Yeah, because this, it, it, it's, it's such a fun premise because I saw someone tweet out that the more, the older they've gotten, because as a kid, you kind of make fun of Superman. Yeah. Um, for being kind of like a boy scout, you know, like, oh. oh, he can just do everything, you know, he's perfect, whatever. And the older he got, he started realizing it's like, no, it's it's the ideal that you wish that you, yourself, and everyone you know could could strive to. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that's actually really cool and kind of makes you want to cry because yeah. that's how what one of the one of the best parts of Superman. And so that idea of that going up against someone who represents so much to billions of people yeah. on the planet for for millennia yeah it's really interesting to look at two care to let's call them characters for the sake of yeah, the story in this story they are um, the characters yeah not with no disrespect to and also by beliefs, the way but... this takes place in a universe with superman so it's clearly an alternate universe version of of jesus and god mm-hmm. so it's like lighten up man yeah. <laughs> also i think we may have seen other deities at one point in the first issue i couldn't quite mm. understand if it was heaven because he God was confused by Superman at first. Like, wait, who's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, wait, well, that guy fucking rules. <laughs> yeah. and, and he's an alien. He's fully an alien. Yeah. And um, so he, I, I like the that he's a little confused by what he is. Yeah. By so, the way, let's give Mark Russell a black label Superman book. I think he could do some interesting su- stuff with that. Agree. Give him a lot more. <laughs> give yeah, him yeah, a- yeah. Give him, give him a Superman that's separated from continuity. That's why I say black label. It's not like tied down to actually having to be. Superman, Superman, and I think he could do some interesting stuff. Did you read the back matter? His little essay in the back. I saw it. I did not read it though. I, I recommend it. It's a very, it's a very smart. Um, what he's trying to do with the book, I think, is is meaningful and smart. Um, and I think it's funny because I think the people that do read, I will say this: small critique as somebody who grew up in the church. It, his perspective definitely seems like somebody who was outside of that environment, commenting on on the the way people project those beliefs um specifically there's a part where he talks about the cross representing punishment and it's like that's not really what you're taught in the church the idea the reason you use it is iconography because it's the sacrifice jesus made mm-hmm. and it's about that the amount of love he had for us that said the what he's trying to get at with not just christianity as it functions in our culture um, but also superhero comics and the way they perceive violence, because he talks about that, how, how you know, Superman was created in a time where you're dealing with uh, the mafia and stuff like that. And your problems could be dealt with being punched in the face. And now we're dealing with like global warming and stuff like that. And you, the, violence isn't really the answer. So the, they, those ideas have to grow up or be challenged. Both of those aspects, I think, are necessary in this medium, are smartly written. So, shocking. The, the guy, Mark Russell, has been very praised for his social commentary in his books. Uh, and I think the people that got pissed off would benefit from reading this. Unsurprisingly, would benefit from reading this comic. <laughs> 100%. Also, just a quick shout out, Wonder, or Wonder Twins finished up its first arc this week, and that's Mark Russell. Yeah. And... Uh, it's a very, it's a very poignant, uh, but a little on the nose. Uh, you know, overall, like it's a little on the nose. But the uh, the use of Scrambler, this villain who can just swap anyone's minds at any will, like he could make anyone in the room just swap brains, and you know yeah. you're in a different body, and you're gonna have to live that way. Um, and that's just how he works, mm-hmm. and that's scary. And the use of that as a way to try to change the world for the better, mm-hmm. and how does the world want to change? Mm-hmm. It's it's a really good, it's a really good criticism of that, where it's like. Do you want to? Yeah. Like, you want... Nobody wants, like, let's... For example, like, global warming. No one yeah. wants slavery. No one wants this. It's like, but... 
But are you going to do the steps to change yeah, it? Yeah, are you going to do the things to change it? Yeah, I think Mark Russell is, in, at least in comics, is one of the top satirists. I think that's a good way to describe what he does. And it's it's always a skill like Colbert, when he was doing the Colbert show, was very big in a satire. South Park, on when it's on top of its game. And it's a, it's it's such an impressive ability to make something funny while pointing out kind of the ridiculousness of a certain situation while also making you think about the dynamics it's of difficult it. it's really yeah. hard to be able to check so many boxes and mark russell so far has had a pretty good track record flintstones so he yeah. did that and he got a lot of praise for that uh snaggle post stay something exit stay, stage stay, left exit stage left is it was beloved it's amazing yeah. it is oh my god it ruined me also it has my favorite interpretation of heaven um, no. which is not a big part of the book it's just someone telling a story of what they hope heaven would be cool. like cool very cool oh man it made me cry it was just like it's such a sweet and endearing way to like look at what death is and what yeah. it means for people and the way we hurt each other and maybe we don't mean to and you wish you could change yeah it's so he's a, sweet he's a smart boy he's a talented boy he also did that a recent lone, lone ranger run which was really good oh yeah you read that yeah, yeah, yeah. um so I, I really do recommend honestly a couple of things one second coming is really good Two, support that stuff mm-hmm. you know what i mean forget all the people that complain about it. go support that stuff support stories like that um and even if you are a person of faith uh, I think there is a lot. For one, these are characters. This isn't somebody saying, "Well, he's got the new gospel." Mm-hmm. Maybe <laughs> these are interpret these are interpretations of those characters, and what the message is trying to be conveyed. I would argue, I think, is in, very in line with Christ's teachings in the Bible. Uh, this story about. Uh, and, and I like these two. The really complicated. It's a really complicated story. The story of Jesus's friend when he's growing up. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I like Shimon, I think. Uh, like Shimon or something like that. It's Simon. It's, but with an H. Yeah. 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 Um, and um, and I, like, I like that we're in this trend now. Going back to the 90s, it was a big thing of like, we got to subvert these characters. Like Superman's a dick and whatever. And, it, and I like we're at this point where we don't need to do that. There's no real subversion going on with Superman or Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's just different aspects on the idea of how do we achieve a better world. Mm-hmm. Because you can't, there, there is no one way to fix a problem. And yeah. There's not just one problem to fix. There's a lot. Yeah. And so you're going to have to work together with people that you might not fully agree with yeah. um, to get stuff done. Favorite favorite bit? Wait, where did all the bad guys go? Oh, I healed them. Yeah. It's like, heal? <laughs> what, what did you mean? We can't just heal all of them. Well, why do they do bad things? Well, probably because they're in pain, but that doesn't matter. You know yeah. I mean? And it's like, yeah, that's... It's a good question. It's like, how? what is the... Ba- and it's something that, that uh, I think has been coming up... Uh, I don't, it, a lot of times people will get angry at certain people um, for for their belief system. Like the there's a famous actress who's a Scientologist. I'm like, yeah, but she's a Scientologist. I was like, doesn't that kind of make her a victim? Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're if the view of Scientology is like this cult, it kind of makes her a victim, right? You know what I mean? And it so depends. you're like, yeah, exactly. It depends. It, like it's it's a it's a complicated uh, a thing. So like the the cycle. How do you break? The cycle of hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. I, Unfortunately, this comic is going to give us those answers. It's going to have straight, a solid yeah, answer yeah, yeah, finally because yeah. someone's got to do we it. We just don't know how many issues we're going to have to go to get there. God bless Ahoy Comics for putting it out there. And I've got to imagine this is good press for it because I know at the back of the book they put a bunch of ads for their other books. They're like, hey, we do write other books. I looked yeah. them up. There's like six other books. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, maybe we should support yeah, none of these are None of these are going to get as high profile as this book. So please go check them out. No, yeah. The, you, you please support this book. It is well worth it. But you know what? You guys are showing your support for the MCU. Yes. Let's talk about Spider Man Far From Home. Oh, well, you know, what if? 
we asked you guys on the we asked you guys on the Discord uh, some questions that you might have for us, but also some of your pitches that you might uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. tackle differently. Uh, kind of going into the, some of the criticisms that I had yeah. for the movie was that I thought the international aspect of this whole film was pretty pointless overall. And I I wanted to know. Um, I think I asked you on a review too, and I, I'm curious if you thought more about it. What would it look like to make it less pointless? I there, there's no I don't think any of the locations meant much for the story besides venice mm-hmm. besides there being a place with water that we went yeah and, and part happened. of the water dude there you go yeah. and like i think this could have also been a national trip if you wanted to do like a mm-hmm. field trip where like kids go to dc for yeah. for the grand canyon spidey yeah. has to swing across the grand canyon isn't that cool yeah. that's where you fight the rock one yeah, yeah, yeah or yeah, the yeah. water one because he comes out of like mm-hmm. the colorado river that'd yeah. be kind of cool where you go to a water he'd be, park he'd be very tiny in that he, colorado river he would it'd be <laughs> hard to get big it wouldn't look as nearly Uh-oh, as impressive we had a lot of rain recently <laughs> oh, I guess he's a um, pretty big guy. Yeah. But like, you could also do like a Hurricane Harbor kind of like, oh, what's a more popular theme park? Uh, what is, is this too much brand synergy if he goes to Disneyland? I love it. He can't destroy Disneyland though. Yeah, you, you can't, can't, you, you can't, can't, you can't destroy it. Literally, the people have tried, you just can't do it. We're going to Six Flags and, uh, oh, no, they call it like Four Flags or something yeah. like that and it gets, it gets totally If it right. was DC Comics, it'd be, we're going to 52 Flags. There you go. Oh, we get it because that's how many days of the week. The weeks in the year, I mean. <laughs> how many weeks are in a That's day? That's how long the days are on my earth. Hmm? <laughs> Sam got kicked. Sorry, he's a little slow today. Um, no, I just, I, I feel like it, it didn't, besides giving our character distance between problems, like getting from Amsterdam to London, yeah. but he got the help of a magic jet that landed mm-hmm. and took him somewhere. Like and, a super future jet. A super future jet that landed on a beautiful monument. Yeah. And I won't let that and one go. Does it look like it wrecked it because of magic somehow? It looked like it wrecked it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it looked like you're going to need to go in there and fix some stuff up. Also, those don't bloom all year long. Mm-hmm. You have to take care of those. Yeah, Tulips are beautiful. <laughs> Actually, I think it's my favorite flower. Behind... <laughs> Uh, uh, orchids. Okay, boys and have to have their favorite flowers too. Exactly, right? we got to be ready. Um, but keep I, it secret, keep I, it safe. I think it was more of just a a visual cue of like, hey, we can shoot here. It didn't feel necessarily vital. Like when we see him swinging back in New York in the in the last scene of the movie, mm-hmm. I found that to be like all of a sudden I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, this, Spider-Man, this, this Spider-Man, yeah. and it it just kind of felt right. Not that you can't take Spider-Man out of New York and tell different stories. It didn't feel like that we gained much from seeing other cultures. Can I argue? Because I thought you mentioned that, and I was thinking about it. Um, and I think I figured out something that I think would have helped me, and I want to see if it would have helped you as well. Would it have been interesting to spend a minute? I, I like the idea of traveling around Europe, but there's a lot happening in Spider-Man: Far From Home. You've got, and especially character-wise, you've got all the classmates, you've got the teacher chaperones, then you've got the Shield agents, then you've got Mysterio. Then you know what I mean? Like, there's just a lot happening. So maybe pick a spot. But I think it would have been interesting to see how other countries perceive the Avengers. You know what I mean? Like Overall, maybe like, yeah, Iron Man brought us back. But prior to that, we don't really care. Mm-hmm. You know, actually, we're kind of glad. Like maybe they don't want superheroes. Like it's like, have you seen one? Have you seen what's, what happened in New York in Avengers 1? Two, did you see what happened to what Marco? No, Markovia's DC. Sarkovia, Sarkovia in, in Avengers 2. We don't want you over here. Like maybe when he shows up as quote unquote night monkey, they're like, no, get out. We don't want any of that. It could be a cool 
point of view. We do not. We don't get that. And it could also be cool that like Europe wants their own heroes. Are you ki- kidding me? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. we, the Avengers happened to make it over in time when Sokovia started lifting off the planet. Or like again, this is insane to suggest to put this in an already overstuffed movie. But like Captain Britain, like if if it's like actually. Avengers never ask us, but we have our own heroes too. <laughs> oh, I mean, it would be interesting. You would know, yeah. you know, like it's kind of like that would be a hard surprise to yeah. have. Um, Captain Britain would have been interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad they didn't. He's a him. he's a weird one. Uh-huh. He's, a, he's a complicated one. To- I, I did like. I read a part of the Ultimates for a second. Um, Ultimate Comics Ultimates, yeah. and they had uh, with Captain Britain, they had Captain France, Captain like Spain, mm-hmm. Captain like all the European countries, and I'm like, that's super cool. Like, yeah. really on board with that idea. Um, which would be a fun response to like these events. Anyways, the idea of seeing, yeah, the cultures respond to superhero activity would have been interesting. Yeah, and, and have it be specific to how those cultures actually perceive America and yeah. us. You know that what I mean? Could, that could have been a really cool yeah. uh, thing. But instead, it, it, besides Venice, all the other locations don't, don't quite matter. Because it's uh, Venice and... Uh, you get... Uh, Prague, and you get mm, oh, because of the big party and everything. You get I, Germany for when Mysterio hits Peter with the train. You get Amsterdam, and then you get London finally. Yeah. By the way, spoilers for Spider-Man: Far From Home. Uh, I'm not saying we spoiled anything. Um, <laughs> I also feel like missed opportunity to not have Spider-Man swing through the Eiffel Tower or do some sort of you spider said Paris. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Like Spider-Man plus Eiffel Tower seems like a recipe for a cool action sequence. To be fair, there's like four to five skyscrapers in that city. Everything else is about. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's six stories, yeah. so you could maybe get some. It's everything's spread out too. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not. It's not the easiest to get around, yeah. spider wise. Spider wise. Um, and there's London, but he had a bridge. That's yeah, right. yeah. That's and also he's only in there for like the last sequence, mm-hmm. fighting in the Louvre with the pyramids. That could have been kind yeah. of cool. Yeah, no, I, I think he should have wrecked more national monuments. My my pitch would be if I, I kind of piggybacking off you, if the culturally there was something really cool about seeing superheroes in your city i think overall the approval rating of superheroes has gone up after they've literally brought everyone back from being deleted yes and so yeah, it'd be hard to get a little it'd hard to be have cynical like oh we don't need that considering what happened except for someone has a negative reaction to seeing night monkey mm-hmm. and they because they don't like this girl gets scared it's like oh it's night monkey and yeah. like it's a funny joke that this name spread even though one person whispered it <laughs> and then the whole world heard about night monkey yeah um I, I think there could have been something interesting with seeing how people responded to superheroes or um, making the countries uh, basically, may, you know what? I think having Nick Fury working with these countries to create a new web of information mm-hmm. and uh, sharing, in, basically maybe a pitch is that Nick Fury now shares information. You're like, that's not what Nick does. So yeah. by the end, the yeah. twist of it, it's like, that's actually really cool. Yeah. So Talos is like, Nick does the secret thing, but if we are able to work with other people, we can create a network. Yeah. And also that could be kind of a fun way of teasing like the scroll invasion if you ever wanted to get there mm-hmm. and work on a video for that. It's been pretty cool so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that would have been cooler to see how now these countries individually respond to superhero threats instead of being against them how do they have contingencies for it is it like interpol is it like the eu is there a like a kind of standardized way of dealing with this do you have troops that you send out people just like waiting around for the avengers to show up or do are they have since avengers one have they been trying to think of their own response to it'd be really cool if you want a silver and black movie what about sable agents like in the spider-man ps4 game where it's like that maybe it's like a hired gun type situation where they are basically stationed in all major cities also a good way to uh, introduce oscorp like they're basically like hey the whole world is dealing with super threats now but you don't have an avengers well 
I have this tech that we've we've been perfecting so like the gliders and crap you know what I mean and so that's how part of how he's able to capitalize and make his millions and maybe that's how he's trying to great I've got this tech I've been able to create my own it's not Iron Man armor but like stuff that people can use and he's trying to crack the super soldier formula which is how in Ultimate Comics is the spider it's all part of that Peter Spider is part of um, Osborne trying to create a super super soldier situation like Captain America and like Hulk yeah and that's something I really like about the Ultimate Universe how basically all superhumans either you're mutant or connects back to Cap Uh, just because it's easy it's it's so nice and streamlined it makes so much sense um, and I think there's something really cool that could be done there. I, I love the idea that I, and something I think they could exploit really well in MCU is um, not part of the Ultimate Universe. Wolverine's Weapon X, the X is 10. Weapon 1 is Cap. Very cool. So it's like Hulk is from Cap. Weapon X is from Cap. Spider-Man Spider is from Cap. There's this nice, like, there's something really cool there. And, I, and they, they gave themselves such a gift of the idea of, like, the Super Soldier, Super Soldier Serum kind of reflects who you are on the inside and your abilities and i think that says something really interesting about the hulk that they've never really tapped into Mm-mm. and could theoretically say something really interesting about spider-man there's a lot of cool stuff there i agree yeah. i think that'd be really cool i also kind of wanted to look at the illusions that we get because yeah. that sequence is like dr strange going through the multiverse cool you yeah. get big uh mysterio with queens is like uh like a casino and yeah. he reaches through and grabs him you see multiple mysterios you see his head as a snow globe it's really where the movie comes to life oh my god it's awesome and i think a way to utilize i what i would say is more of that mm-hmm. and it's hard to do that because you want a, you want the illusions to not break and you yeah. want everything to feel in universe but our threats are the manifestation of these elemental forces that could have been spurred on from the pitches from the multiverse yeah. and a way to sell that since sony's already been dabbling with the multiverse with spider-verse what we saw in Spider-Verse was anything from another universe had a glitching effect. Yeah. And you don't have to do the same thing. That's uh, the original IP for that movie. And if you want to keep it that way, go for it. But the idea of these like convergent points or these places where uh, ley lines, you know, they always yeah. say that. Like, yeah, 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 uh, it's yeah, yeah. like, this is where all the energy in the earth goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, the idea of using uh, those points as con- convergent points for other universes, it would allow for maybe some more freaky deaky kind of like, oh, this is how that matter from that universe is manifesting here. Yeah. Like the elementals look different over there, but they're going to look like this here. And you can kind of have the universe freak out a la like Spider-Verse. Yeah. I think that would have been really cool where it's like, oh, all of a sudden like buildings appear and then they melt and they turn into sand or something like that. Like you could have... Yeah, but in this situation, there's still holograms? They are holograms. So, and they're as, they are as tangible as everything else is in those mm-hmm. holograms. So okay. it's, I think having things kind of floating in the sky that appear for a second or glitch out or something, you know, where it's like... Or, just be, and per, you or want this just because you want changing. more of those like surreal psychedelic elements which, earlier in the movie. Which are amazing, yeah. you know, and, and you only get one moment of that really mm. you get him in that dark hallway punching stuff that's not there yeah and that's it mm. and then him pretending to be dead on the ground and he's standing up you know yeah. it's like that's it and i think you could have gotten more mileage out of that yeah like the lava monster going through Prague, you just look up in the night sky and it becomes daytime for a second it goes back and then you start mm. seeing like blimps because every alternate universe always, <laughs> they has always have their blimps they always got blimps yeah. um something like that where like you kind of start seeing other uh, like figments of things yeah. you know it never needs to be fully like rendered either it just needs to be like little pieces because the that added layer it kind of adds to that multiverse texture where like things are leaking through and we need to protect this yeah. reality i would have enjoyed that because it would have allowed for more mysterio uh, shenanigans doodads. um quick question uh are these spider-man movies going to be in the disney plus app or are there going to be these weird gaps when you're watching the mcu movies i think that 
I couldn't tell you. Yeah, because they're Sony. Sony don't make an app. Don't make an app. The Sony no, don't they don't know. It's, you don't it's have happening. Enough, he doesn't it's have coming out next week. They don't have enough IP. It's Jumanji, <laughs> Pixels, mm-hmm. and the Spider-Man oh, yeah, Pixels. So, <clears throat> bless you. Thank you. Uh, for me, uh, I had some... <laughs> wow. I had some interesting thoughts. And again, I'm not... this. I, I in no way know whether these would make the movie better, but it was, it was an interesting thing to play with in my brain about how things could have played out differently. So we're coming off, we're coming off of uh, Infinity War Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. So we introduce that uh, one... Let's a couple things right off the bat. Let's get rid of the blip, or let's make it really clear this is what the high schoolers call it. Mm-hmm. They called it the blip because they're high schoolers and they can't deal with the, the devastating effects that having the half the universe wiped out was. And that's okay. You know, yeah, like yeah, kids yeah. can have a... 100%. It. Yeah. And it makes sense. Of course they would, especially if they're like... Peter is relatively unaffected. Mm-hmm. You know there are kids that are not. But mm-hmm. like Peter and their friends, oh, they'll call it a blip, right? So... Um, and like, um, you remember that movie, uh, Flight of the Navigator? I remember it existing, but I haven't seen it. Do you know the premise? Uh, doesn't it go to Kid space? gets a net. It's a video. It's classic. Like the video game is actually training to be a the uh, space pilot. It's more that a kid go like goes and does something, mm-hmm. walks home. All of a sudden, his like brother and his family are way older. Like what happened? Like you've been gone for fourteen years, and you oh, find nice. out. Uh, you need a human or sentient navigator for a ship. And yeah. so because of relativity, he was only gone for maybe a week. Interesting. And when he comes back, it's been 14 years. So nice. flight of the navigator. It's very similar where he doesn't have any re- repercussions, but his whole family is fucking devastated because yeah, yeah, yeah. they went on a long manhunt looking for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would have a lot of that. You would 100%. Have- what we saw in Endgame, like infrastructure's gone. Ships mm. are wrecked. And it's like... Memorials. Yeah, by... by Far from home, all fixed, and we're off on a European vacation, which is fine. I, you don't need to get bogged down on that stuff. But I'm thinking having um, the, the the very handsome boy that was a little kid before the thing, before the blip, and then he's now he's an adult and part of their class, right? I'm going to look for a name. Yeah. Um, have, uh, have him be not on board. Like, he's like, because he was around for those five years. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it was not great. And so he doesn't like Spider-Man. He doesn't like superheroes. He doesn't like any of that stuff. Because guess what? You didn't help. Like, great, you helped us five years later. You know what I mean? And you recommend, maybe he lost somebody in New York. Brad. Uh, Brad is the character's name. Uh, I wouldn't have him be Brad in this, but he's, he's like not on board with any of this stuff. Man, you uh, know what would be kind of cool? If Flash was that character, because it's like... Except Flash, I like that Flash likes Spider-Man. I'm glad they kept that from the traditional comics. I do too, and I like that he likes Spider-Man. He's like, oh, he's glad he's back. But at the same time, he kind of hates Peter because Peter got to not age with... You know, that's too complicated. But Yeah, so you have this character that doesn't like that. Also, I would like to say, get rid of uh, probably J.B. Smoove, because he was... I know, it's tough, because J.B. Smoove is great. I agree. And have May be another chaperone. Uh, just so we get more of that interaction because it's such a core to their character. And also, give Marissa Tomei something to do. She's so talented. She's such a gifted actress. And and I like the idea of of maybe May being a more young and engaged parent figure, but I want to see her as an engaged parent figure. <laughs> like, like really like keyed into what's going on with Peter. And also, I like the idea that now she runs like an outreach group to kind of help families. Yeah, because it's aligned with Feast. Yeah, and and I'm kind of glad that it's not Feast, because again, that name is kind of scary. It is, but I do like the idea of her helping out with the community. Yeah. I think that's really cool. And the, I, I agree with you, having her as a chaperone, but also maybe the relationship with Happy is that he's kind of helped. Like, I'll take over for your role here for, yeah. like, a little bit since they donated so much. Yeah, and I'm saying I think Jettison Happy from the movie. I, know, I, I know. give him a scene, and then you realize, like, Peter's like, hey, do I get all this stuff from Tony? He's like, no, his assets are frozen because he's gone. Like, I, you have not, you're broke again. Yeah. <laughs> you've, you've got nothing, and I, we, I'll do whatever I can to support you. 
but Peter, you're broke again. Mm-hmm. And so maybe that's why May has to go because that's the only way Peter can go is because there's no, you know what I mean? And maybe she's kind of feeling bad because now Peter doesn't. He had all these opportunities and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And now she knows. She gets the, It's not a secret. She knows that he was... And also the end when Happy like brings all the kids into like the safe to kind of protect them. Yeah, having May be that person is also would be great. Cool. Another opportunity because there's a scene in. Oh wait, that would make way less sense because he's like, wait, where's your, where's your, where's your nephew? The nephew, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but two of the people in that safe know the situation, so they could help it, her cover Flash, it up. But like Flash is like, yeah, you're a bad mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but uh, because there's a scene in Homecoming where she's supposed to save a little girl. And Peter sees it, and it's supposed to be this idea that part of his heroism comes from man. They cut it. <laughs> it's, just, it's not in the movie. It's a bummer. Um, but also, since he's cut off from Tony, how does he get his new suit? Well, Nick Fury's there. So Nick Fury's like, hey, I've got this experimental suit I'm going to give you that is the stealth suit, but also it can change. And so it becomes the suit at the end. Like, Peter realizes he can make it what he wants it to be. And through the movie, Peter is dealing with his frustration that that maybe he could have done more. Tony's gone. There's an element where he, he wants to quit, but also he's frustrated with, with his place in the world. And um, that coalesces at the end when he's outed by J. Jonah Jameson. And he's kind of like, hey, you know what? Actually, I'm really frustrated. And you find out the suit he was given by Nick Fury isn't a shield suit. It's an alien suit. It's the black suit that, that uh, Talos had. And so he's like, oh, crap, you need a suit? Well, I have this. And it's that's how he gets the black costume. And the kid that is Brad is Eddie. And so he was a kid before this happened. Now his life is basically ruined by superheroes. And maybe in the, play the scene where... There's a scene where Peter almost kills Brad in the movie because of Tony Stark gives him a murder satellite. Play that scene differently where basically to stop it from happening, Spider-Man basically makes a fool out of Brad, but in the situation, Eddie, which adds to Eddie already doesn't like superheroes. Now he hates Spider-Man. We've given Peter the black suit. If you really want to go crazy, this is where my brain went really crazy. The after credit scene, the reveal that Talos is a scroll instead of being in a car, he's in a shield facility and you have him walk by and Tom Hardy's tied with, they pulled the suit off of Tom Hardy and that's what he gave to Peter. That seems troubling just because if that's true, yeah. he would know how bad that thing is. Mm-hmm. And giving it to a kid is kind of like giving Listen, him those, those I, glasses. That's fair. But, you know, Talos clearly isn't the most on top of, like, he's, he's making it up as he goes. He's true. doing the best he can. True. So maybe not the Eddie thing, because then that also would mean they'd have to acknowledge the Venom movie, and they clearly don't. They really and I already have Eddie in this movie, so I don't need it. Um, but I also think it would be cool, especially if you somehow were able to build up to the Sinister Six in the final movie something they did that was really cool in the spectacular spider-man is the first time peter faces the sinister six is when he's got the black costume and he's asleep it's one of those times where super cool so the black costume takes out the sinister six so when they show up later in the show he doesn't know what he did to stop them mm. it was because he had the black suit on and the black suit is ruthless oh yeah <laughs> in uh saladim ahmed's annual for amazing spider-man he did that same story where yeah. did you read it yeah yeah it's amazing yeah, it was good. really good really wish he was writing spider-man right now i really wish he was re- Writing Sim- Spider-Man, the symbiote suit. It's think it's symbiote Spider-Man. Yeah. It's like that would have been. He's cool. writing Miles. Yeah, so that's, that's it's cool. Oh man, this week's issue is really good. But he uses the because it's the suit, and the suit doesn't give a crap. He uses the villain's powers against them and incapacitates them fairly brutally. Mm-hmm. And then in the second season, they show up again, and Peter's like, oh, I don't know what I did. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he's he's kind of screwed. Yeah, just be a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just kind of have to be. And they even comment like, Why aren't you joking? Because he's asleep. 
when it's happening. Yeah. And oh, that would be awful. You wake up and like with bruises all he over does. your body. Yeah, yeah. He's beat. He's beat. Yeah, 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 you'd, you'd have to be. Um, I like I, I like your pitches. Yeah. I, I, I like that idea. You uh, knew it was going to come back to black how, costume, how can oh I God. how can I fit the black costume fit venom into this thing? Also, I like the black costume. Yeah. Who doesn't like the black costume? It's not my favorite suit. Mm-hmm. It is cool. It's not my favorite suit, but I like Venom. And I really want a good... you got a Venom movie already. you got two Venom movies. I know, and neither one of them are that great. <laughs> and I think there's potential to do something better with the character. <laughs> I mean, after two movies, can you really say that? Yes. I think we already Fantastic did. Four. I can say that with Fantastic Four. I don't know, man. I think Fan Forsyth really nailed it. <laughs> I think they really got it. I think that's the best they can do. <laughs> Same with like Jean Grey. I don't really know what to do with that character. It's tough, man. It's tough with I, Dark Phoenix Saga and the Black Suit Saga. They're called sagas. It's tough to do. And, and I, I just wish there was a way, like with Sony owning the rights, there's no way to do it. And with the fact that Spider-Man is still one of the all-time highest grossing movies, whatever, whatever. But I think Spider-Man and X-Men lend themselves to more serialized storytelling that it's like, I wish Spider-Man was a Disney Plus show. That you're not Because wrong. there's so much... Then you can spend time with those classmates and do really interesting stories with them. You can use more of Spider-Man's villains because he's got some of the best ever. It's like, there's just... There's a lot you can do. Give us, like, eight-episode seasons. Do one a year that way because the Stranger Things kids... It shocked me. I'm like, wait, they're still kind of kids? That's crazy. But it's like you're doing it... It's not exactly once a year, but, like, a season a year. You know what I mean? And so it's like that. You get more mileage out of your young cast... I uh, do. Wait, you you threw in the pitch there um, for. Oh my god, I just blew out of my freaking brain. Um, I like the idea of Brad being more antagonistic. We recently this week learned, or you mentioned on last week that Ned is a character from the comics. Yeah. But even though he's more inspired by Genki, Ned mm. his character is from a different character in comics. Yeah. Has a really cool tie to like the usual formula for Spider-Man's friends. I'm very, I'm do, writing a video for it right now and yeah. I'm very excited for you guys to hear that. Um, but I do like him meaning more and having like a clear antagonistic relationship moving forward. Yeah. I like the idea of maybe Happy playing a smaller role. Yeah. Even though we do get like that little shot of the spider, like the iron spider suit and that cloud of nanoparticles swimming Which around. Is, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're like, that's bananas but that's really cool i also and I, I when i was thinking about ways to do it like what if the when in infinity war he's got the iron spider suit and when he's facing ebony maw he get it gets injected with something and so the symbiote is partly that nano suit and it's not it's, bad so not he thinks bad, it's yeah. like it's tony stark's nano suit and then you realize like oh no now it's alive like or maybe go. or maybe it's the nano suit and somehow the ai got turned on and it's alive now and Ooh. so the symbiote is just the nano suit, oh, but so it's alive. It's, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, but yeah. I do what you okay. So what you mentioned was is that like he Spider Man's now figuring out what his role is, and yeah. I do like that this movie does try to address that this Spider Man's been through more than any other iteration of this character. Yeah, in the movies. I will yeah. repeat again, in Endgame, we see him riding a Pegasus with the Infinity Gauntlet in the middle of a space war. Did you hear the writers comment on that? Uh-uh. They were apparently told three things. They were told about. Uh, who left? Who came back? And then, and that who, and that Tony died. And they're like, yeah, because if we knew he was on, if we knew there was a Pegasus, we definitely would have written a joke about the Pegasus in Far From Home. I'm like, that's completely fair. Yeah, yeah who wouldn't? It's like, yeah, that's... why would we miss an opportunity to make a joke about that? Are you kidding me? That's super. Man, I, I, they got to make a joke eventually. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That would be because it's insane. Super cool. Yeah. Um, oh no, poor Vision. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming back in some way. Yeah. Um, but no, I like that by the end of this, even with his identity outed, he is more vulnerable than he's ever been, and he has more responsibility than he's ever had before. Yeah. Spe- 
especially not just with Tony. I think that's kind of been put to rest a little bit. Let's hope, because I, I honestly don't know what else you could squeeze from that mm-hmm. in a third movie. I don't think so either, except for maybe um, Pepper or Happy choosing to give Stark Industries over to him, and it becomes like Parker Industries. I, that's I, I'm, I'm yeah. jumping through some hoops there. Yeah, I'm jumping yeah. through some hoops, but he is going more the science angle. And Parker Industries is a fun it is. place it to just, take the wait, character. An adult or something. Yeah, give yeah, him like yeah. six more years. Let Pepper run the business. Yeah. She was she's a better choice than Tony ever was anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, we figured that out by the by the beginning of Spite of Iron Man two. Yeah, because yeah. because duh. Yeah. Um, but I, that could be a fun place to go with this character. But ending him on a on a place where he is more of a global protector than just the friendly neighborhood. But there always kind of needs to be a Spider-Man that is friendly neighborhood. Mm. I like the idea of, in the third film, setting up Miles Morales being a mentee to Peter Parker's mentor role. I think that's a fun place even, to take the character. Even, with Peter's, even when Peter's that young? I think, give him, like, get him out of college and, mm-hmm. yeah, he can be in college, mm-hmm. um, but get him out of high school and have Miles, someone who is aged up now in high school himself around the same age that Peter was when he got his abilities. Yeah. I think there is something really interesting about get Peter in a mentor role. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I, you know what? I'd also like to have seen Mysterio be more of a mentor in a way that would make sense for him for Peter giving him those goggles. Also, how in the world did he pitch to Peter, like, hey, don't put on your mask in this crowded bar. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry about it. I, I also got to, yeah, I wish there would have been more building up to their relationship. Like, maybe, as weird as it is to say, maybe get Nick Fury out of the movie. Maybe have John Favreau, uh, Happy, give him the glasses. And then the rest is, and the person that recruits him into saving Europe is Mysterio. Because they get, like, two scenes together. And then he's like, oh, yeah, these, the, the, one of the most powerful war satellites in the world. Here's these glasses. I've, I've just met you. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, that makes Peter look super dumb. They they even kind of try to like lampshade it when uh, Mysterio's like, yeah, you're way too trusting. And normally when a hero, when a villain's like, oh, you're too good, you're too trusting, it's like, oh, calm down. It's like, no, Mysterio's like 100% right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin Conway in the chat says, please stop wasting Aunt May's potential 2K19 100%. I would yeah. like to see more of her uh, in a commanding role or as a parental figure or basically anything um <clears throat> we got uh, some b3 uh 3100 isn't vision coming back in the tv show with wanda he is a version i don't of know about you but i'm not super excited about no because you were a hater of vision and wanda I and don't... you don't think that people should be allowed to make up make out with computers <laughs> you've said this many times and i have firmly stood against you on this topic yeah, you're you're well you're you're well on the side of people making out with computers speaking of yeah. those series i did hear that one of the john wick writers is working on falcon winter soldier yes. and i i am excited for that show yes oh, out of all of them that and hawkeye Mm-hmm. And hey, the writing for those John Wick movies are pretty good at world building. Yes. So and, and espionage. So yeah. let's get the stunt team on that show too. It'd be pretty cool. But I wanted to read from our Discord. We asked you guys for suggestions and questions. Um, and I want to go ahead and take a look at Grace and Kyle. I really like how they adapted Mysterio's character, but do you think he should have been so connected to Stark? It kind of felt like he was an Iron Man villain, but since Iron Man is dead now, he's now a Spider-Man villain. I hope that made sense. Yep, that makes sense. Every basic, Basically every villain besides Loki is a result of Tony Stark. Yeah, I just saw even a meme Than- now even where it's Thanos, like, yeah, kind of. I, um, I, no, I'm fine with him being connected to Stark. I do wish he had more of a specific it's little things man like I actually really liked what they did with Vulture too I thought it was a really cool take on the character I wish I cared more about Peter's relationship with Laura Harris care whose name is Liz um, so that that reveal that it's her dad would mean more to me 
Like it's surprising in a vacuum, but it doesn't mean anything because I don't care about Peter and Liz. I don't think it. I would give you this. I don't think anyone else does. Yeah. I would. Did you hear anybody asking where Liz was in this movie? Nobody cared. Yeah. And so I think that is more surprising just because of Peter and Vulture's relationship so far. But and then, but then that's kind of where that relationship is introduced. So maybe if we'd had more of them butting heads, something that I think the Sam Raimi movies did really well is having Peter have a very distinct personal relationship with um with Norman. his with with Norman and then with Doc Ock mm-hmm. and then with by the way uh, we kind of speculated for the next movie and I have a question for you about it um but uh I really the more I thought about it it's like yeah seriously just bring back Willem Dafoe just because it's a good way to like, hey, we don't need to reintroduce this character. They've existed in this universe. I think at this point, audiences, especially with MCU, would be on board. Just bring back Willem Dafoe as Norman Osborn and bring back Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. My pitch, and just call it a day. I'd say make it Mayor Osborn. I think that'd be yeah. really cool. And then you you skip over a whole, especially with this version where they're trying to like remix and move stuff around. Boom. You're right into it. I think that could also be a fun pitch of like, wait, why did Avengers Tower move out? Is like, oh, because he... Moved yeah. him out. Yeah, he's, he's like, I don't vendetta. want him here. Yeah. He's like, I couldn't really do anything about Spider-Man because we barely knew about who he was before he got erased. So now he has a vendetta against Spider-Man. Yeah, and then you can even um, set up that like maybe Oscorp was a rival company for Stark. It's like, hey, we just got to keep this going. You know what I mean? Uh, Sergeant Cool Beans, thank you for serving. I wish they developed Peter's out-of-suit stuff better. During the Venice scenes, a lot of the stunts and action was practical, and it felt like we lost some of the movements that made Spidey Spidey. Other than that, my other change would maybe give some of the Mysterio minions some more importance and relevance in the MCU, so they felt a little more centered, and Mysterio's plot hits a little harder. We do have... Uh, Christmas story kid yeah. who ends up sending some people I saw some tweets and like a discussion in the discord people confused if Mysterio's dead if Quentin Beck is dead he's pretty dead he's dead the the the, per, the way the movie wants you to feel is, is dead that's why he puts on the glasses like hey is this an illusion no it's not he, I'm hoping there is a twist just because Jake Chillon was so good he as was but I did see a funny meme where there's this gif of him going giving two kisses on his fingers, doing a piece and walking to smoke. And he's like, this is Jake Gyllenhaal after getting his Spider-Man check and going back to indie films. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah. doesn't ever need to come back here. No, he's gone. He'll uh, do a Star Wars movie in about 10 years and then he'll be done. Good, good. Uh, another what if. What if for the Tinker in Homecoming, what if that was Otto Octavius? Instead of like instead of him being the Tinker, have him be Otto Octavius. And the, that's kinda, the guy? Yeah, yeah. Isn't he like a comedian or somebody? The guy who played the Tinker? Not necessarily that actor. Maybe get a different actor but you set up doc ock in that movie is racing the tinkerer from homecoming we'll put him in uh, as one of uh mysterio's dudes hmm. oh wait which one wait now i'm confused if you're okay to. so in homecoming part of vulture's crew is the tinkerer in. instead of have it be that character have it be otto octavius mm. serving the same role so we're setting up doc ock in those movies and then maybe have the character of the tinkerer be one of mysterio one of his team of people what if you maybe he could it? be Christmas story guy? What if you switched it and the guy who developed the drones was yeah? There you go. The guy it was who Doc Ock. Was Doc Ock? I think that might track better since he is a scientist. And why was he helping do a salvage? Sure, sure, salvage. sure, sure. Just let's just set up some Doc Ock early on. Uh, how about this? How about this is your after credit scene? We set up like, oh yeah, our tech guy was working on that, and then we don't meet him until the end of the movie, and it's Alfred Molina, and it's like. And he's watching the report of J. Jonah James, and you're like, what universe is this? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speaking of universe, Efrain said, I wouldn't change anything from the main movie. I would add a third post-credit scene where you introduce Spider-Gwen to the MCU. You're wishing wishing big, but I could see that out of the Spider-Women characters, 
Gwen probably would get introduced the uh, quickest. I'm going to be honest with you. There's been some fan, uh, and I'm sure it was back in the day too, but especially for some reason now, Emma Stone in the Spider-Man fan art of her in Spider-Woman. It's like, yeah, yeah. Like There's some inspiration forget, to feel like in Spider-Gwen and Spider-Verse. Why? I mean, I know there are a lot of similarities, but like, why Morbius? Why Black, Silver and Black? What, do Spider-Gwen. Like, what are you talking? Especially if you've got Emma Stone attached. Yes. It would have been cool. Uh, so, uh, Salma Ishaq 94. Uh, I think, oh, okay. Uh, so the, uh, what I would do differently is maybe have a montage of the past eight months since Infinity War so that we could see what the characters have been up to and how they've developed. Watched Far From Home for the second time and caught that they said that it's been eight months, which would explain why everyone seemed relatively back to normal. Eight months is, is a good it, amount of time, but not that much time. For, for considering, what, like, how long did it take before people got back to normal? Like, from not just from 9-11, not just, like, 2010. normal living, but, like, just behaving like life let's say 2006 yeah seven yeah imagine everybody had their own personal 9-11 um that's the pitch for the <laughs> for the for being blipped yeah, yeah, yeah um but david backwards dab just throws in there can can mysterio be alive somehow he looked and did some cool stuff hey anyone can wear the mask that's true spider-man but there's nobody as iconic as quentin beck and also what actor would you get to replace Jake Gyllenhaal? I'm Quentin Beck, I mean, I don't know if that's the most iconic oh, part of Mysterio, but yeah. there are other Mysterios. Yeah. I went on a podcast. And we I know, I know, and the we, one's on Newton. Yeah, we talked about that, and we talked about, and also, we're finding out what I'm going to say. Oh, there were two shockers in Homecoming. We just run through these guys quick. Yeah, and yeah. actually, one of them, uh, one of them was the version that was the shocker in Spectacular Spider-Man. There you go. Yeah. Which one? The one that died or the one that's alive? Uh, the one that died. <laughs> the up. one that died, yeah. Um, because they, they just combined characters in Spider-Man Power from Home because they're like, nobody cares about who Herman Schultz is, so we're just going to make him Montana. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, go for it. Have some fun. Uh, but yeah, I think I think we kind of have gone over a couple other pitches. I'll do my full movie pitch really quick, and you can do yours too, yeah. just to kind of recap. my I think just to kind of streamline it, uh, I like the idea that you had where it came to uh, or, or we kind of it came to this but I'll just say uh, Spider-Man doing a trip in Europe is okay but a way to make it feel more important is to see how the world is reacting post the snap post in, a, in Avengers post world you know mm. like so we can see that maybe there aren't super people that have popped up but maybe armed militias maybe that's Oscorp maybe that's Sable maybe that's just governments in individual countries all reacting differently some mm. are super okay with super people being there other ones are like no you can go ahead and F off you know yeah, yeah. You, you do not get to be here uh, like Prague we find out they don't clear the festival even though they were warned and you're like okay because uh, Prague is in Czech Czech Republic um, it don't is it's, it's, me, yeah. it's, I was going to say Czechoslovakia but mm. it's in Czech Republic and um, now I'm going to have to check uh, yeah. but them being like no we don't support super people I'm like I don't know if you have the the wait to throw that around mm-hmm. but it could have been interesting yeah. seeing how they specifically responded uh the idea of brad being more significant and being an antagonist i think is a good way to kind of streamline that specific storyline too not just being mj yeah. and uh i think uh switching out happy and making aunt may more important yeah. to the story would have been more compelling for peter and for herself imagine this imagine like peter's freaking out he's at the beginning of the movie happy tells him he's cut off but then all's lost he's in well it's not where he's in iceland where is he at the end huh then the flowers where's the flowers that, that holland. He holland yeah 
the jet comes in and he's like, wait, what is this? And Aunt May comes out. She's like, I called Happy. I told him we're doing this. Like, she forces it to happen. Uh, Czech Republic. Czech Republic is where Holland is. is yes, Richard. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Tom Holland's from Tom Czech Republic. Tom Holland is from Czech Republic. Also, they mentioned seeing what happened over the eight months. Could you imagine, a, not as sad as this, although maybe, uh, an upstyle montage that's like, hey, here's how... The world recovered. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, Here's there's a we... savage land now. We just made dinosaurs down in Antarctica. I am very excited. I'm, I'm hoping the introduction of X-Men gives us the savage land at some point. Because those go hand in hand. They kind of do. A little bit. That's what, That was my exposure to savage land oh. was when Wolverine gets oh, shoved but, out of a plane there. Let's think about this. Just There's no direct connection between either of them except for they did adventures with dinosaurs. And it happened Sauron. To be in the present. In the present. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The werewolf guy but turns into a pterodactyl. It's where it's where. It's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, got you, got you. But it's I, in my brain, I got a picture of a werewolf, but also man that turns into a werewolf, but also turns into a pterodactyl. Well, isn't the the history is that they legally they couldn't do werewolves, but they could do other transformations. That's why Sauron exists. Oh, maybe that's why also it, pterodactyl dude is cool though. They is, mm-hmm. but and uh, but, also saber tooth exists. So why do you need to? Exactly, it's <laughs> the same. It's the same pitch. So mine is as always just trying to get um, two things. One, trying to get that black suit in there, especially since we <laughs> finally. We we finally have a Spider-Man that's gone to space, and we have aliens in this movie. The aliens could have given him the black suit without knowing what it was. Um, and it also would make a lot of sense for the scrolls to make or be involved with something like the symbiote because they need clothes that change with them because they change. You know what I mean? So oh, it makes sense point. to have like maybe armor. Maybe it was designed to be armor. There's your p- now. Yeah, now yeah, I'm yeah. more on board with that because I, I'm just like, no, that's their skin. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that's their skin. It looks like a button up. Yeah. Get used to it. It's weird. Same with Mystique. It's weird to think about. Um, so let's see the scrolls hang out with Mystique now that the X-Men are part of it. Um, I do like that joke where they're impressed by the illusions. Like, that's exactly. incredible. The craftsmanship. <laughs> Same thing with Mystique. It would be like, whoa, whoa you're whoa. really good that's, at that's this. really impressive. Yeah. Um, but so basically, instead of having a suit coming from Tony, uh, he gets it from Nick Fury, who then at the end of the movie we find out is a scroll. So therefore, we find out at the end of the suit's the black suit. And his frustrations with losing Tony and all the people he's lost and maybe not being the hero he wants to be sets him up to deal with being not getting bogged down with it because I, I you know I know these movies are trying to be more lighthearted but him dealing with that anger in the next movie and maybe we could seed in some more Sinister Six people although you talking about your European one it's like would have been kind of I don't know where it fit in but I like the idea of being introduced to an international hero like Captain Britain it would have been cool and be like hey this is how Wait, how, how come we haven't heard of Captain Britain? Because he's like, yeah, because I don't involve myself in other people's business, all right? Mm-hmm. I didn't create Ultron. I'm not flying around to other countries, dicking around. I protect here. Or to kind of streamline a little bit, he was created during the, the blip. During the oh, well, the event, while everybody was like they off. were they And it took a long time because they yeah. it's basically, again, to your offshoot of the super soldier serum. Yeah. And they were just trying to like, we need a Captain America because you guys got yours. Yeah. And he did... And, he didn't stop it, but we need some. You might need backup, so we try to make our own. Yeah, and that, and you can see the Black Widow in Endgame is trying to keep things going, but mm. like, and so a, a response to that is and, Britain doing something like and that, and also remembering that for those five years the Avengers failed. Mm-hmm. They weren't. They really did not. Doing anything. They did not save us. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? So yeah, at the end they made up for it, but in that five years people had to be thinking of stuff like, okay, what do we what do we do? Because clearly they're not. We can't just count on them to show up and save the day. Mm-hmm. Like, so when you think of Mysterio's like backlash at like uh, at Tony giving away these glasses, it's like it seems ill placed right mm-hmm. now. Like you getting mad that you're losing like some money that <laughs> yeah, you yeah, got. Yeah. It's like people lost whole families, but yeah. you, he is 
a little crazy. So yeah. it works out. And maybe even connecting that more, basically saying like Tony spent his time, he called this barf when he could have used technology like this to save the universe, and he didn't. So clearly he's not the best hero. Yeah, and what did he do for five years? Nothing. Yeah, didn't he had a kid. He had a kid, and he walked away. Which, by the way, I hope they're doing all they can to keep that kid safe because considering how many everybody in that MCU is hates oh, Tony Stark. Yeah, you gotta keep her safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe, maybe don't tell the public that uh, she's running around. It might be a little too late, mm-hmm. but hey, who knows? You know, they had a big funeral for, for Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he'll die eventually. Yeah. You know, he's uh, bound to. Hey, we all die eventually. It's maybe, just statistics. That's what we'll go ahead and leave it with. Yeah. Uh, when is Spider-Man gonna die? You guys let us know in the comments down below. He's died in comics, right? Spider-Man? That's how you get Miles. He did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the main one die? I'm going to watch Spider-Verse again soon. I'm very excited about it. It's a good one. Yeah. After anime, maybe we'll watch that because we're doing like one watch along a week right yeah. now. So we're pretty covered. Yep. But Spider-Verse is definitely going to be on the list, the to-do list. And gang, what should be on your to-do list is to watch Princess Mononoke with us next week. We're going to be doing yes. it for oh. Mm-hmm. On patreon.com slash only stupid answers, $15 tier gets you uh, live streams, video podcasts, audio podcasts, and you'll be in the running to be a guest on our anime show as well as a raffle to win merch and other stuff. It's super duper cool. But um, make sure you go check that out while you can. Follow us at only stupid answers on Twitter. You got the bows from stupid. But also at might be social everywhere that matters and at youtube.com slash might be awesome. We have very cool deep dives yeah. into nerd culture. We just wrote a bunch of really cool ones this week that you're going to need to watch because if you don't watch them, we're not going to keep doing them. You guys usually watch. Yeah, but watch make them. other people watch it. Exactly. Sit force your them family to, force down them to. to watch it individually. Now, before you, last thing, mm-hmm. can I say who I would have cast as Eddie in this hypothetical version? As the friend? As the one that's the kid that grows up that's whatever, whatever. You yeah. could have keep the character, actor that played Brad. Yeah. Um, except he, he was pretty likable. Like, I have trouble hating that guy, even though I guess I was supposed to in this movie. What about the kid that plays, what is it, the Billy in Stranger Things? It was the Red Ranger in. Darcy Montgomery? Yeah. Throw it out there. That's pretty good. Yeah, I think he'd make a good... I think he'd be a really good Eddie Brock. Yeah, younger Eddie Brock. Crazy eyes. Imagine those eyes yep. coming out of those. Yeah, that's like, oh, what I'm God. saying, man. We are Venom. Yep. There that's, you go. Yeah. Just throwing that out there. And with that, we'll leave you. There you go. At Sam Basher, at DJ Talks Trash. That's it. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye.